OHSU's Ambulatory Care Division has seen a steady rise in patient visits over the years. That growth, coupled with the convenience that consumers now expect, has led to an intensive project to make it easier for clinic patients to see the providers they want. It's Tuesday, July 2nd, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. So Lisa, last week we opened the OHSU 2025 prioritization process to all members. Mm-hmm. As a reminder, this is a list of 44 objectives that were developed from the 859 descriptors members provided late last year. So we're now in this crowdsourcing phase, which invites all members to review these objectives and rank them based on how they feel they should be prioritized. And what kind of response have we seen so far? We've gotten a great response. Um, um, I believe over 500 people have filled out the survey. We also heard some feedback that the survey is a little hard to get through. It's a little um, structured in a way that's a little complicated. So we've actually changed that, simplified it a little bit. So if you went in and took it and um, we're having, you know, weren't able to complete it because it was taking too much time or um, or hard to understand, encourage you to go back and give it another shot. It should be um, easier to get through now. Oh, that's good to know. And I am one of those people who still needs to engage in this exercise. Well, we want to hear from everyone, so please do. Great. So what else do we want to highlight from this past week? Well, for the thousands of employees and students who commute to OHSU via mass transit, uh, you know that July and August is typically the time frame to renew and pick up your new annual pass. A big change this year, however, the sticker you usually get to place on your ID badge is being replaced with the Hop Fast Pass. So I can't ask what color the sticker is going to be this year? Well, you can, but there won't be a color. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those not familiar with the Hop Fast Pass, this is a chip-enabled card that you tap at a hop reader before boarding the bus, max, or streetcar. And there is more information about this change on OHSU now, and you'll be able to pick up your Hop Fast Pass beginning in mid-July. And speaking of transit, we should remind everyone that the tram is closed this week for scheduled maintenance. It will reopen at 5.30 a.m. next Monday, July 8. So be sure to check OHSU now for shuttle schedules and alternate routes. All right. Anything else to highlight? Well, Patrick, let me ask you, how long have you worked at OHSU? It's been over 10 years now. Okay. Well, I don't know if you remember what the job application process was like, but you would have applied through a system called iRecruitment. And let's just say it probably did not leave you with the best first impression of OHSU. You said it, not me. (laughs) So great news on that front. On October 1st, OHSU will be replacing iRecruitment with a new application system called iSIMS. And that should provide a better experience for applicants? Much better. So we can all feel more confident referring friends to apply to OHSU jobs. That's great to hear, Lisa. And that also brings us to our main interview today. Margaret McDonald sat down with Kevin O'Boyle to talk about improving access for our patients. I'm here with Kevin O'Boyle today. He is the Vice President for Ambulatory Care at OHSU. Kevin, how would you describe ambulatory care? Ambulatory care would be the care that we're providing in all of our clinic settings. So it goes from primary care to subspecialty care to procedures that are done in our over 100 different clinics and totals over what will soon be a million visits in fiscal year 2020. Is that a new record? That is a new record. And I think I think what's really interesting is that if you take a look at when I started about 10 years ago, we were approximately half that number. 
So it just shows you how much OHSU has grown, but also ambulatory care, more and more things that used to be done as day procedures or short stay procedures is now happening at the ambulatory level. And is that rise, has that been pretty steady or was there a sudden bump for some reason? It's been pretty steady. Over the last six years since I've been in this role, we've seen anywhere between a 5 and 7% increase uh, annually in, in our visits. And some of that is natural, uh, and some of that um, uh, coincides with the onset of new new buildings or locations that we put together. We can all identify with the process of making an appointment or trying to make an appointment to get in to see a provider at, at a clinic, whether it's OHSU or elsewhere. And sometimes that works smoothly, but sometimes it's really frustrating. So your team is working on a project to improve access. Is that right? That is correct. We have the Ambulatory Access Steering Committee, and we've been in existence for over two years now. And so what we're trying to do is make sure that our patients receive the right care at the right place at the at the right time. Was there a jumping off point? Was there a reason that you knew you had to start a new project to improve things? I think there was multiple reasons to start. So obviously when you when you took a look at our own performance, whether we were benchmarking internally or with other academic centers, we knew we had an opportunity to to improve. Also hearing the voice of our employees, many of which don't only work here, but they also receive care here. Once you decided improvements needed to be made to give patients easier access to the clinics and the providers they need, how did you approach the work? The, the way that we're approaching the access improvement work is that we have six different projects, all with the goal of improving our, our percentage of new patients seen within, within 14 days. And so where we're at today is we have six projects. One of those is data. How do we make sure that we have good data so we can make good decisions, so we can engage with our providers and our departmental leaders in order to understand why we have an access issue. Number two is developing uh, template standards. How do we make it easier within our EPIC scheduling system in order to schedule appointments? Third would be work across the health system. So how do we share referrals with our new partners in, with Tuolity and, and Adventus? Number four is capacity and, and demand. If you understand how many referrals that you have, it's easier to assess how much capacity that you need. We've done some really great work with a forward-looking capacity and demand model for for all of our departments. As opposed to just reacting, our practices can now look forward. And it's, it's really creating the opportunity for our departments, our medical directors and practice leaders to be problem solvers and not just firefighters. Fifth area is technology. How do we enable technology in order to help us improve in patient access. So part of this, we're working on developing enhanced referrals and e-consults, also leveraging uh, telemedicine as as much as possible. In the past year, we've established a, a virtual urgent care. It's a great way for our employees to go online, speak with an advanced practice provider, and get their uh, less acute healthcare needs met. Number six is clinical availability. And so this is really understanding from a clinician standpoint, what is the expected amount of clinical availability that we would have for a 1.0 clinical FTE? What are some of the changes that you've already made that have showed positive impact? 
Well, I think first and foremost, I'll go back to our virtual urgent care. There's now over 200 visits per month that are done virtually. What's really nice about that is that we're we're finding that anywhere between 15 and 20% of those patients that are seen virtually are not connected to a primary care provider. So this is an opportunity for us to connect those unassigned patients to a, a primary care provider at either OHSU or Adventist or, or Tuolity. So these are people who have not necessarily designated a primary physician, but then something happens and they need to call in for an urgent visit? Yes. And then from there, they are referred on to somebody who becomes their primary physician. Yeah. You described it exactly. What are some other ways you're leveraging technology to make it easier for patients to interact with OHSU? One of the projects being rolled out with template standards is advanced EPIC functionality in Cadence or our scheduling system. One of those functionalities is called FastPass. Let's say that you're on the wait list in order to to see a provider. In the past, our PAS staff would have to know that a an appointment had been canceled and have time in their day to look at the wait list and then call you. And that sometimes would work, but our PAS are very busy. With FastPass, it's all done through Epic. And as a, an appointment opens up, that will get emailed via MyChart. And it would say, um, hey, Kevin, there's an open appointment. Would you like it? And I can actually go in without making a call. I can be at work. I can be on my phone and actually move up in the appointment queue. Another bit of technology that we're looking at is our online patient access project. This is helping us enhance the way that we schedule in primary care by zip code, by gender of our provider, by the insurance that the the provider sees, uh, by even special interests that that our providers have. We just go online and start looking for providers? Yes, yes. And right now, it would be a very long conversation with our with our schedulers in order to get that information. But if we can get that to you while you're online, you can do that at 8 a.m. You can do that at 11.45 p.m. What are the biggest surprises you found working through this project? I think the biggest surprises were how complex a problem access is. We've created a very complex system. And that's because a lot of our patients are very complex and the needs that they have go far beyond just one one clinic visit and we have to coordinate a lot of professional services to help coordinate that care. What does the future look like? I think the future is bright. I think a lot of things that will help access are being looked at as part of our 2025 strategic planning, multidimensional urgent care, expanding our number of primary care locations, multi-specialty hubs like Beaverton, how do we put those more out into the community? How do we create a, a connected care center so that when a patient or a referral comes in or, or somebody has a question, that we have one location that can help us schedule, be that concierge service that a patient wants, And I think that's going to go a long way to helping us really be an effective healthcare system, which is what what we aspire to be. One of the other tactics that have come out of the the strategic planning was to create uh, the home as as our fourth campus. So what are services that we can move to the patient at their home in a location where maybe more comfortable for them? Where can we surround services or have services go go to them? Because I think in the in the future, it's going to be very expensive to build new 
inpatient hospital beds. So we want to make sure that we are keeping those available for patients that, that really need to be in, in those beds. And what kind of services are going to the home? Can we provide pharmacy services? Can we provide lab services? Can we virtually monitor patients at home? I think we're really at the 30,000 foot level at that. And I know that our, our leaders on that initiative will really help us kind of invent the future uh, on, the, on that. It's very Jetsons. It's very exciting to think about what we, what we can do. I think that's where consumerism in general is going. I'm, I'm just always amazed every day about the onset of technology. And one of my jobs as a leader is how, how do we bring that technology to help us in, in healthcare? And I, I think that's, that's an exciting part of, our, of my job right now. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? I just appreciate the opportunity to, to speak about uh, the, the great work that uh, so many are doing in order to help us improve access. Well, thanks for joining us today, Kevin. You are welcome. Have a great day. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Margaret McDonald. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. See you next week.